Please remain standing and let us pray that God the Holy Spirit would fall upon us with great power this day, that the good news of Jesus Christ may be proclaimed and received. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is the Spirit himself bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him, in order that we may also be glorified with him. Glory to God who has given us salvation in his Son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. This past week we had vacation Bible school, and each day we offered the morning Mass, or on Tuesday the evening Mass, for the children that God the Holy Spirit would touch them in some way and that the seed of the good news of Jesus would take root in their heart. I hope that that prayer was fulfilled, and some of the children were, but I'll tell you someone who I know for sure was touched by Vacation Bible School, and that's me. I had the opportunity of teaching the Bible study in particular with, with Heather, from the Methodist Church, and we taught the children every day. And we taught them to trust in the promises of God, that they were children of God, and that the Father loved them with the very love he has had for his own son from all eternity. That he didn't look upon them as sinners and with eyes of judgment, but rather because they were trusting in God, he looked upon them with love and mercy, and he saw them clothed in Christ, and he bestowed upon them, each one of them, the very love he has bestowed on his son from all eternity, and that they could trust in that promise. And then we talked about the promises of the Lord, which are ours if we trust in Him. True peace, even in the midst of storms. Now I told them, coming to Jesus doesn't mean your life is going to be perfect. You might have heard that on TV. Come to Jesus, and you will be delivered from all your problems, and you will have great prosperity. I told them, that's not always true. But the Lord will never forsake you. He will never abandon you. If you but keep your heart's focus on Him, He shall deliver you and keep you from drowning. And we talked about true riches, the true riches of God and the wealth of the kingdom of God and true power that isn't found in dominating others, but the true power is revealed in a servant's heart. The power to be the presence of Jesus in this world. True peace, true power, true riches, true love, and true hope. And every day, I would think, am I really trusting in those promises? And Vacation Bible School became a time for me to recommit myself to trusting in the promises of God. 
And how trusting in him enables me to shift my focus off of the biggest obstacle in my relationship with the Lord. Do you know what the biggest obstacle is that gets in the way of my relationship with the Lord? Me. And by focusing on the promises of God, I'm able not only to shift my focus away from my problems and troubles, but actually to shift my focus away from me and to trust in God. And that's what it means to know that peace which passes all understanding. It's not a peace that makes any sense. One of these days, I'm going to say at the end of Mass, and the peace of God, which makes no sense, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God. Because it's not about making sense. It's a peace which passes understanding. That enables us to walk through the trials and tribulations of this world, to walk through temptation without drowning. Like from our psalm today, trusting in these words, Be my rock of refuge, O God, a stronghold to give me safety. You are my rock and my fortress. For your namesake, you will lead and guide me. God is our rock and fortress. And so what are the promises of God? What do we get when we trust in Jesus Christ? Well, we become the children of God, and everything that is Christ's becomes ours. Everything that is his by nature, being God and the Son of God the Father, everything that is his by nature from all eternity is bestowed upon us as fallen, broken, unworthy as we are. The love that is his from all eternity that is bestowed upon him by his Father becomes ours. The Father loves you with the very love he has had for his own Son from all eternity. And you might say, oh, Father Michael, if you knew, if you only knew my sins, you wouldn't be saying that. If you knew that once upon a time I, you know, I had an abortion. If you knew once upon a time I, you know, was, uh, you know what, I'm, I, you know what I'm trying to say. There's some, if you only knew, well, you know what, if you knew my sins, I think you'd cut my pay. But you know what, no matter how fallen, broken, sinful, stumbling, you are or I am, if we trust in Jesus, the Father loves us with the very love he has had for his own Son from all eternity. And we are invited into eternal life in communion with God. Eternal life in communion with God. And that word communion Koinonia in the Greek means a most intimate communion. It is the communion that a husband and wife share together when they come together and are one, so that they are no longer two, but one. That is the relationship that God wants to have with you and me. You know, it's almost, you know, like if God was on The Bachelor, 
And he said, you know what? I'm not just going to look for the, the prettiest one for my bride. I'm going to look for the most fallen, broken, sinful, stumbling, irritating bride I can find. And if she will but trust me, I shall give her everything. Eternal life and communion with God. This past week, our dear brother Joshua went home to be with the Lord. He knows more fully what we know in part in this life. Because he died in faith in Jesus. He is his rock and refuge, a stronghold, giving him safety, his fortress. And forever he shall lead and guide him. Eternal life in communion with God. But here's the good news. It doesn't have to start when you die. It can start now. Shift your focus. Be aware of your problems. You have to be aware of yourself. You can't be in denial. But shift your focus from your problems. Shift your focus from yourself and place it on the living God, Jesus Christ. And everything that is his shall be yours. Eternal life in communion with God. An intimate relationship with God as our Father where we can call God our Father. The Almighty God, the Creator of all things, known and unknown, the God beyond all creation, infinitely beyond, we will know Him and know Him intimately and personally. And we shall call him Father. And he shall call us his children. The kingdom and all of its glorious riches becomes ours. The Bible says that we are seated even now, and we will see the full fruition of this later, we are seated at the right hand of God with Jesus. All of the kingdom is ours. You may not live in the White House. You may not live in a big mansion. But God's kingdom belongs to you. The knowledge of God, the goodness of God, the peace of God, the truth of God, the holiness of God, the value and worth that belongs to God, will fall upon you, not by nature, but as a gift by grace. We shall become more and more what he is by nature, by grace. Is it a gift we deserve? No. Is it a gift we have earned? No. Why does he give it? Because he loves us. He loves us. We always think that people are looking at us and seeing our faults. You know, like Sarah, who always says to me, she says it so much that obviously it sticks out. She says, you know, Dad, I don't even know that you're bald. <laughs> really? Yeah, see? <laughs> Thank you, Annette. Blessed are you. 
You see, we think that everyone sees our faults, and you know, sadly, sometimes we're right. That's all they can see. But God isn't like that. If you're trusting in God and in His Son, Jesus Christ, He doesn't see you in your faults, in your brokenness. Rather, He lifts you up and takes you out of it. He didn't come to spank you. He came to deliver you. He loves you. He doesn't look upon you in your brokenness, but upon you in love and mercy. But nor does he just come and say, you know what, you're in these, you're in these chains, let's say to pornography, or you're in bondage to um, unforgiveness or some, something else. He doesn't just say, well, that's okay, I'm just going to bless it and it will be all right. No, he says, I love you too much to leave you that way, but I haven't come to judge you, I've come to deliver you. He doesn't come into Egypt to leave us there. He comes to take us to the promised land. So he didn't just come to Egypt to bless our bondage and slavery to Pharaoh, sin. He came to deliver us and to lead us through the Red Sea, which is holy baptism, and to bring us through the wilderness, which is this world, and into the promised land, which is eternal life in intimate communion with him forever. That is yours. That is the promise of God. So what are some of the other promises of God? Deuteronomy 31.8 The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. That's a promise of God. That is the promise of God. James 4.8, come near to God and he will come near to you. You know what that reminds me of? The prodigal son. When the prodigal son, after living, his, it says having loose living, everyone with me? Loose living, and spending all his inheritance and all his money and flaunting it and just throwing it away, he says, I'm going to go back and, and say to my dad, Look, I don't deserve anything, but can I be a slave in your house? And as soon as he turns back, does the father say, well, look who's coming back. I probably would, but he didn't. He runs to him. And he receives him as a slave? No. Does he judge him and say, you know, son, you know what you did with what I gave you? Do you know what people are saying about our family? No, he receives him as a son and gives him everything. Everything. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Psalm 32.8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. John 8.12, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of of life. First John 1 John 1.9 If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Not a little bit. All of it. We give him our sin, he gives us forgiveness. What a deal. What a deal. Some other promises. For I 
know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord from Jeremiah 29, 11. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. If we trust him. He doesn't seek to harm you. I remember years ago, I read a book by Henry Blackaby called Experiencing God. And one of the, the only thing I really remember, it was kind of the raid 15 years ago. If you were in a, a Bible church, you had to read Henry Blackaby back then. And the only thing I remember from this book was a chapter that says, do you trust God even when his plans for you make no sense to you whatsoever? Do you still trust him? And do you trust God that even if he, his plans were to result in you dying, do you still believe that that is what is best for you? Wow. I remember reading that and saying to the people in the class, do you? But inside I was saying to myself, do you? Do I trust the Lord that radically? Do I trust the Lord? Here's one you probably know. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's the promise of God. It doesn't say anyone who lives a perfect life shall have eternal life. It doesn't say everyone who earns it will have eternal life. It doesn't say everyone who is holier than thou will have eternal life. What it says is that God so loved the world that he came himself and that if we believe in him, we shall not perish but have eternal life. Do we believe in him? John 14, 3, In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. So there is a place for you. The next time the devil comes and says, Is there really life after death? Give him this answer. Try to remember this. Write it down if you have to. You ready? Yes. Yes. Jesus says, if there wasn't, I would have told you. I love you enough that if it weren't so, I would have told you. But there is a place prepared for you. And he says, and I go to prepare that place, and I will come back, and I will take you to be with me, that where I am, you may be also forever. All the kingdom, yours. All the kingdom. Romans 10.9 If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Not if you're really good. You, you know, checking it twice, going to find out if you're naughty and nice. That's Santa Claus. Not Jesus. Now, Anyone can say, I believe. There has to be fruit in your life, right? You can't just say, oh, yes, I believe. I trust in him for eternal life, and then there's no fruit. That would be like my saying to Christine, oh, I love you with all my heart, and then there's no evidence of that. I'm not living faithfully at all, and, and, and when I'm not, I'm never sorry or repenting. There's no fruit at all, right? There has to be fruit for it to be a real faith. But what it says is, not if you live a perfect life, not if you earn it, but if you believe, and from your heart, you will be saved. You will not perish. These are the promises of God. And then the last one that I chose for today, James 4.10, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. I'm speaking to myself, too, as well as you. Stop trying to exalt yourself. 
Stop trying to exalt yourself. Humble yourself, and God will exalt you. I'm like, oh, I get it. I've been doing it the wrong way. I've been trying to exalt myself to get a good footing. No, humble yourself, and God will exalt you. These are the promises of God. You know what? I really think, if I had to guess, I would say that most of the children believed those promises at Vacation Bible School. Well, guess what the Bible says? We have to receive God like little children. These are the promises for every fallen, broken, sinful, stumbling, hypocritical, annoying person in this room, which I have news for you, is everyone in this room. Except for you, Annette. <laughs> right? Those are the promises for us all. Trust in those promises, especially when it's hard. Walk in the light of Christ, even in the midst of the darkness. Give despair to him and he will give you hope. Give over judgment and he will give you mercy. Give him your sins and he will give you forgiveness. Humble yourself and he will lift you up. And he will be with you always, even until the end of time. Amen.